Hey out there in Radio Land, do you guys like food and beer? You know we do, uh, because we like to eat and drink. So, you should check out New Earth Market. You can do both things there. That's right. You could buy a pizza and beer and eat it there. That's right. Or if you're just doing your weekly grocery shopping, go pick out a beer from the selection, buy it, open it while you grocery shop. It's a revolutionary way to shop for groceries, and one that'll make you happy and your wife happy and your kids happy. Don't give them beer, though. They'll be happy because you're happy. That's a New Earth Market here in Chico at 864 East Avenue. And if I'm not mistaken, they have events every now and again, yes? That's right. Stick with them and their social media, and you'll get the updates on when those happen. New Earth Market in Chico. Check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Like that sexy voice that is definitely not just my voice pitched down uh, said, this is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome. Did you know that was my voice? Yeah. Yeah, you must have known that. You made the whole thing, man. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe you didn't know that, listeners. And maybe this is the first time you've ever heard the show. Welcome. That's a little treat. You You know it just when everybody else did. So you can feel like you're part of the people that have been listening to this show for however long we've been doing it, eighty-seven episodes. Yeah, over a year. This much over. It's, we're over like two years, dude. No way. Yeah, are we had two years. I think September is two years. Did we have? A, are we gonna have a two-year anniversary? I would like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we'll have to look back and see the date of our very yes. first episode. We did this. Yeah, last September. I think we did this last year. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do it again. Uh, anyways, welcome to Fresh Up Cinema. We're a podcast about craft beer and film. We cover all that stuff and more on a weekly basis. Off the top, we love to hear from you. So if you ever want to write us or tweet us or Instagram us or any of that. It's always at Fresh Hop Cinema, or you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. And just a quick note about the structure of the show, if you've never heard it, it's a three-part show. We talk about a beer first, and we take a break. Then we talk about a movie. No spoilers. This week, we're talking about Black Klansman from Spike Lee. Then we take another break, cover another beer. Then we spoil the movie. And things get dangerous. So if you haven't seen Black Klansman yet, you can listen all the way during the show, and then you can pause it when we get to the danger zone. Go see the movie and come back and listen to our thoughts. Maybe share your thoughts. However you wanted to, you know, live your life. Yeah. Either way. So that's how this bad boy works. Yes. So we are coffeeed up. It's a, it's a, it's a sleepy Monday, as yeah. I like to call them. Sleepy Monday. It's a sleepy Monday. So we got coffee. We're good to go. Is it a blue Monday? Yeah. Yeah. You keep you used that word a couple times. You used it recently. It's a song. Oh, is it? Yeah. You've never heard the song Blue Monday? Mm-mm. Really? You said blue comedy. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah. Different, yeah. though. You could listen to blue comedy if you're having a blue Monday. Is it just sad comedy? Is that what that means? No. Blue is when they swear a lot, and it's way more not family-friendly. It's like off-color. Yeah. That's your idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's weird. They don't call not blue comedy. They call it just clean. Like yeah, working right. clean. Yeah, you, that's So you're either clean or blue. Right. Shouldn't it be like red? Yeah. And then like somewhere in the middle, like you get a somebody who occasionally orange? gets a purple. Well, you blend we, them, right? Yeah. Maybe some orange right in the middle. Blue and blue and red make purple. That's true. First of all, so we got it's got to be purple. That makes sense. So. Or you could have blue and green. What does that make? I don't remember. Yeah, I know it doesn't make I yellow. Think back to grade like it school. Makes, does it make yellow? There's no way that can make yellow. No, blue, right? no, yellow and green make blue. No, I don't know this. I, don't I know. think we used to know this. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of those things you studied in school that has yeah, it's no... your primary and your secondary colors yeah. like. Like I don't remember them, but they exist. So yeah, you know what those are. Let us know. Yellow and green make blue. I remember okay. that because I've spit Listerine into the toilet while I was peeing. That's so 
I, a number one, of course, you would remember that. That would be that would stick with you. It was crazy, but also gross. I mean, thank you. is it kind of everything that was happening was sterile? It's, yeah, fair. Let's talk about beer then. Yeah, that's a weird transition. It's gonna <laughs> turn into pee later. So hey, you know, it's the circle of life. What have you brought us today? Yeah, so today we have a beer called Surveys uh, Fresca from a brewery called El Segundo. I say El Segundo. El Segundo. You're saying it like I just like a white person who's never. El you said the rest of it. El Segundo Brewery. We got a cerveza fresca, but you said everything else with the right. Cerveza fresca. Yeah, you said all that right. By El Segundo. El Segundo. El Segundo. So anyways. Brewery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 7.3% juicy IPA. We made it with guava. Yeah. And I'm stoked to try it. And the I've label looks this. cool. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lot of their labels do. This is uh, getting poured out of a 16-ounce pint can with just a sticker on it. There's not even a full wraparound label. It's just a... It's a wraparound label. Is it? Yeah, look. It's just clear. Oh, no way. Yeah, oh, okay, see? cool. Well, that's my eyes. My bad there. Your eyes aren't uh, bad. This glass looks dirty. That is maybe. Did you grab these? It's fine. I grabbed it off the it. counter. It's fine. All right. How does a whiskey tasting glass? Like it's like a snifter. Uh, but it works for beer, I assume. There was no other glassware besides this one and mm-hmm. snifters. So. I put a bunch in the dishwasher. Mm. Dang it. Yeah, so this beer looks really good. Uh, it's got a nice color to it. It's not hazy, which is surprising. Yeah, I kind of expected it would be, but maybe that's just on us for seeing juicy and yeah. uh, hazy. Mm-hmm. So the description on the can reads, Hops and fruit are a perfect marriage in this Agua Fresca-inspired juicy India Pale Ale. Lush, dense fruit character pervades an underlying su- and pervades and an underlying sweetness carries the finish. All right. This bad boy was canned July 13th of this year. What is it? Uh, just for everybody to know. I and suppose. we're recording, what, August 13th? This, right. this beer's exactly a month old. Okay. It's real sweet. It is uh, initially, my, my initial reaction, real bubbly, too sweet for me. It's not hitting my palate right. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Kind of the same. It's really? real, real, real sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What do we say? Is 7.3% alcohol? Yeah. I mean, kind of need to get that in your mouth and let it coat and get rid of some of that coffee. That's like, a good point. We're totally kind of screwing up our palate on purpose by like drinking coffee right yeah. before we. I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, coat your mouth with mouth. Coat your mouth with that. Let it really linger and get rid of some of that coffee. We probably should have had a, a rinse of our faces. Yeah, but yeah. we'll do oh, that well. before the next. Break. This is super bubbly. Um, it almost yeah, it almost drinks like a like a mimosa. Yeah, you know, it's um. Very bubbly, very thin, very drinkable. A little warm on the end, though. A little? Yeah. A L- little booziness coming through. I dig it. Tiny, tiny bit. You know, it's definitely fruit forward, as mm-hmm. the name implies. Sure. And the, the, the label implies. It's got a nice melony, you know, the guava. Mm-hmm. Is guava mm-hmm. a melon? Guava. Uh, so it's a fruit, I right? Is it a melon? I don't know. I have to find a melon. I'll look that up while you Or is it talking. a citrus or something? It's not a citrus. Well, I'm pretty confident. Then it's a melon, or is it just like a jungle fruit? I find it, it tastes kind of more like a melon. It almost has some honeydew qualities. And this beer also has some of those qualities. Yeah, it totally does. I agree. It's crystal clear, uh, real light golden yellow. I Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? What did we well, learn on so guava? I'm just reading here, and this is just Wikipedia. Um, it's just, it's not, I'm going to see if I can find it. It's a tropical fruit. It just is a tropical fruit. Um, Etymology? No. Origin? Ecology? Let's see. Let's just get on a fruit. Fruit. It's usually okay. Yes. What is a guava? They have a pronounced, a typical fragrance similar to lemon rind, but less sharp. The outer skin may be rough. Um, hmm. Like 
do we, we need to like Google like what kind of fruit is a guava? All right, let me Google that real quick. Can you talk more about this beer for a second? Yeah. If you're into sweet IPAs, this will this will nail it. It's definitely heavy on the juice factor. It's uh it definitely smells like fruit juice almost. Like you're not getting a whole ton of hops from this. It's definitely a an easy drinking. I want to know what it was inspired by. Uh, that agua fresca. I mean, that's got to be some sort of drink. I need to look into that. Yeah, I would like to look into that too. I'm not finding anything super easy. This is probably such an easy question too. Like somebody out there is just like, it's like you know, it's a it's a perpendicular seeded melon, right? Like I don't know what it is, but um, I think it might be a berry. Let me read what I found here on on uh, uh, I don't know. It's not even a good website name. It's just long. But the the headline is identification of major fruit types. And you have you have one, which is simple fruits, which is a single ripened ovary from a single flower. Then one A is fleshy fruits, which we are not gonna talk about because it's not one of those. And then you have one A point one, which is berries, or just says berry. It says entire pericarps, which is the top thing. It was that was one A. Although skin is sometimes tough, may be considered uh, one or many seeded, like grapes, tomatoes, papayas, pomegranates, sapote, persimmon, guava, banana, and avocado. Mm. Uh, the latter two, banana and avocado, are often termed. Oh, what are these words? Bacate. Bacate. Berry-like is what it means. Um, man, this is nuts. There's so much out there you don't know. You know? Who knew that guavas were such a mystery here at the Fresh Hops well, like Studios? It, so, like, what is any fruit? If you would ask me a strawberry, I think I would have been in a similar. Well, it's position. a berry. Oh, it's true. I think it's just a berry. Yeah, and like a. Uh, but what makes it okay? That's like a, can- a cantaloupe is a melon. An apple is. An apple? Fruit. Just fruit. Uh, yeah. Who, so is this like similar to an apple? I don't think so. Like who decided what fruits are what, man? How many kinds of fruit are there? Yeah. So so I think the key for a berry is that it's a – this is literally what the definition says. A fleshy fruit produced from a single ovary. So like, you know, strawberries are all the seeds on the outside. You can grow a full strawberry from one of those. Okay. Or a strawberry plant, rather. Huh. So maybe that's the same with guavas. That's possible, yeah. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah, and just some background too. Uh, Agua Fresca. Mm. They are actually a non-alcoholic beverage made with one or more fruit, cereals, flowers, or seeds blended with sugar and water. Oh, okay. So this beer is a directly inspired, basically, by fruity sugar water. Yeah, basically. So makes sense. Knowing that, and also if you look at the label, it looks like uh, it's got a container of what I can only imagine as Agua Fresca. Oh, I see. Something yeah. that's that would come in. It looks like one of those like you'd have on a Sunday brunch party. You have the big glass containers. Yeah, maybe the little spouts on the bottom. People put water in them, or basically, if you've ever been to Burgers and Brew, it's what all of their waters are in. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of, like a jug with yeah. a. What did what would you call it? Like a jug with Just a... a spouted jug. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call it. Um, that sounds provocative. What did I just say? A spouted a jug. Spouted yeah. jug. You know, this beer is. Very similar to like a fruited water. Like once you know that and realize that and taste it, it's very, very fruity, very thin, almost watery, and there's no hops. So, and it definitely is on the sweet side. If this sounds good to you, I would definitely recommend picking this up. This is not at all what I expected it to be, Mm -mm. uh, but it kind of tastes exactly as implied. I can't say that they really did any false advertising here. It's definitely something that I've never had before. It's unique. Uh, it's got some interesting notes. I would 
kind of like a little bit more hops. It looks like it should be more bitter. Agreed. Uh, I was not expecting something this drinkable and not bitter. It's really good. Like I, I would be tempted to commit sacrilege and like put this over ice almost. You've been saying that about a lot of beers lately. There's just been a couple that would lend themselves to like. I don't think this a is cocktail. I think this would be gross. But that's just me. I think this is good too. Um, I think it's a bit of a one-trick pony with the guava. There's not a whole lot of nuance to the flavors that I'm getting. The, that said, it is kind of refreshing and nice and yeah. bubbly and fun to drink, but I don't know that this is going to grab me for anything uh, other than maybe if I pulled it out of a cooler, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll drink like, like I wouldn't go to the trouble of putting it back, but I'd be like, I'll drink this. Yeah, it'd, it'd be good to have like at the river while you're swimming or mowing the lawn after it's yeah. like 110 degrees. Totally. I um, think this beer ice cold would be great. I think it would too. I think it's a completely passable beer. I maybe I just got really excited about the can. It looked really fun. I thought it was gonna <laughs> blow my mind. And I I don't mean to make it sound like it's bad. It's not. It's totally. It's uh, here I go. It's fine. It's, it's a fine. Fi- it's fine. It's real. You know. It's adequate. Yeah. It's more than adequate. Barely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. It lived up to maybe some expectations. I my only real expectations were that every beer I've had from El Segundo has been pretty solid. Agreed. Every one I've had has been very adequate, true to style, uh, and drinkable. Like, I've never not liked one. What's that barrel-aged one um, that we got? Old Jetty or no, the other one. Standard Crude? Standard Crude. Yeah. That's it. That's a great beer. The beer's delicious. You know, this beer is one of those beverages where it's going to be kind of a nuanced timing to drink this. Mm-hmm. You know, but if the timing is right, this would be very enjoyable. So I would say drink this on a super hot, sunny day when you're outside. And it would yeah. be delicious. I would have no problem killing a whole 16-ounce can of this totally. in the sun when I was sweaty and hot. Uh, I'm going to rate this sucker. Do it, man. What you got? I'm feeling this is a, this is a 7. Okay. This is a solid, even 7. You know, it's yeah. it's everything it says it is. And I've never had Agua Fresca, so I don't know if it lives up to that. But I think, I think you're overcomplicating it. Isn't it just because I didn't totally catch your entire explanation of it, but you said it's just water with fruit f- and like a little bit of sugar? Yeah. That's, that's lemonade. Basically, yeah, but they don't use lemons. You could be like melons or yeah. It's like basically just putting strawberries in water, kind of, yeah, and then some sugar to sweeten it. Yeah, I'm sure we've had that. So basically, this would be like yeah, but I mean like if there's a specific drink, like if there's like a brand out right. there called Agua Fresca, I don't know. It sounds kind of um, no. I guess Lacroix is still not sweetened. Yeah, sweetened with something. No, well, it's sweet. No, it's not. It's pretty sweet. I had a pomegranate. You saw it. I'm like I'm in the fridge. Yeah, pretty sweet. I think it's just the flavor. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Is it, it pomegranate a berry? It's got seeds. No, it's like a fruit. Berries are fruits. Yeah. We got to look up some fruit. I, by the way, at this point, I'm like 95% sure that a guava is a berry. I saw it on a couple websites right. over the course of this discussion. If anybody asks you in a bet, hey, do you think like a guava is a berry, true or false? But your life is on this. I'm okay with you saying yes, it is a berry. Betting your life on guavas being berries. You can, you bet, heard it you here, can bet my life on it. Okay. In that unique situation, if somebody at a bar is like, hey, bro, true or false, guava's a berry, you can be like, Max says it's a berry. To gun to your head. If there's like a scientist or somebody asking you at like a farmer's market. If there's a biologist. I revoke this. Wait, would a biologist know this? No. Okay. Maybe. If Maybe. they listen to this podcast, they know it. If yeah. you're a biologist, now you're a biologist that knows what a guava is. Yep. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Back to this. Cerveza right. Fresca by El Segundo or El Segundo. Young Maxwell, rate this beer. I'm giving it a six. Okay. Fine. One. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's just kind of middle of the road for you. Huh? Yeah. It's great. It's better than, so any, when I get below a five, I'm in my disliking territory. Okay. But it's, there's, there's an increasingly, 
Like, it's not like my numbers are evenly spaced. So you, like, subtly enjoy this beer. Yeah, but, like, the distance between 9 and 10 for me is huge. That's fair. But then, like, the distance between 6 and 7, not that ginormous. Okay. But between 6 and 4, there's a huge, there's a cavern of just despair and terrible flavors. A bit of despair. So if you cross through that into the 4 from the 6, that's when I start disliking beers. Mm. So that's how I, anyways, this beer is available, like, we actually we didn't say this. We're a Chico, California-based podcast. That is Northern California. We got this beer at New Earth. You can find it there as well. It's like six bucks a can, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on uh, how much it costs. Yeah, how much it costs. Because one of us doesn't remember, and that yes. someone is me. Yeah, I didn't want to throw you under the bus, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, we have more important things. We don't have to remember dollar amounts. What are we, peasants? Money yeah. is no object. We'll just drink the beer. That's what we do. Honestly. Yeah. This beer was $100. Yeah, $1 million. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. We get it. Uh, so a seven for you, a six for me from this offering from El Segundo. Pretty pretty good way to kick off the show, I think. I'm happy with this. Yeah. It, it's pretty pretty dang good. Yeah. Let's move on. All right. Let's L- let's put this baby to bed. Good night, sweet beer. Good night. Literally sweet beer. Sweet, sweet beer. Speaking of sweet, sweet beers, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Excellent. Now. Yes. Uh, but how are you feeling? Feeling better now that I've had a cup of coffee and a beer. Was not feeling so hot this morning. Drinking? Yeah. Not this morning, I assume. Yeah, I was totally yesterday. drinking this yeah. morning while I was at work, you know. No. Uh, yesterday, I had a little barbecue gathering, cooked my first pork shoulder. Turned out nicely. Uh, drank a little bit. Yes. Drank a little bit. This mm-hmm. morning was not enjoyable waking up. What time did you go to bed? What time did you wake up? Hmm, I went to bed at 10.30, and I woke up at 5.30. Oh, that's, yeah, that's less than you should have gotten. Yeah. But okay. It's doable. What time did you go to bed, and what time did you wake up? Well, I went to bed around, um, I don't know, like 12.30, maybe? Okay. One got up at 10.30. All right. Just 10 hours of sleep. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, but no, we both, you and I had nights of, of drinking, essentially. Yeah. Which is fine every now and again. We that's why Max was calling it slow Monday. I had a bunch of work. I worked a lot last week and I hadn't like I had one night at home. We actually recorded last week and I had to jet yeah. out to Tahoe again. So I was like a nice just to be home, not have any responsibilities. And I was like, Oh, let's go out for a beer with a couple friends and turned into uh quite a few beers and they were pretty strong. And uh then I called Gianna, I woke her up, I said, You have to come get me. I don't know how this happened, but I am not driving my car home and I don't want to take an Uber. Ubers freak me out a little bit. Really? That's just something you should know about me. Hmm. I don't like them. Just strangers? Yeah, I don't like calling somebody and having them pick me up and then having to like find them is always weird. Like, what if they don't see you? Or like, it's that thing in like Spider Man or any movie ever when somebody's in high school and like you think the hot girl's waving at them, but they're, it's like actually their friend behind. Mm. That's how I feel with every Uber. I'm like, oh, it's me. And then they're like, not you, loser. We're here for somebody else. I've gotten in the wrong Uber. That kind of, like that would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but I mean, it was pretty funny. Yeah, like I would love to watch you do that. Yeah, but also I could see how like having some form of social anxiety. Yeah, and also like I don't want to do that when I'm drunk. Like, yeah. I, like it's gonna get so much worse. Like so, everything's gonna be amplified. Like if I couldn't find the car in the first place, like certainly I will not be finding it now. That's fair. And then, like they're gonna ask me questions, and I'm just gonna be trying to hold it together because I'm a freaking grown up. To be fair. There's a few people in my life that I don't need talking to me. Uber drivers are one. Barbers are another. Oh, I disagree on that one. I'll pay extra. To not? For a haircut with no speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that's just those. I love you, Chris Gomez, and I love it when you cut my hair, and we have the perfect well, amount of banter because right, you're you, my friend. You guys are friends. That's different. Yeah. It's like going in, like, I hate it. So here's, I, I'm well, gonna, I just had to drop that caveat because totally. he's the only one that cuts my hair. Oh, well, there you go. But no, like, I've gone to other barbers, and it's it's always just like, stop. Well, because the thing is, I think, I think, especially for places that don't have necessarily returning clientele all the time, like your super cuts and that sort of thing. You have people come in, you got to make small talk. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, small talk can be draining, especially oh, yeah. if you don't know the person. It's like, why are you even like, and uh, like, you get, there's just certain things that stereotypically guys will try to talk to other guys about, and mm-hmm. none of those things work for me. I think both of us have a pretty low threshold for small talk. It, yeah. I but hate it. If somebody were to like small talk me up about, about Game of Thrones out of the blue, yeah, all day or coffee, sure, or bourbon, yeah, or- but like if they come in, like, hey, it's like they're talking about the Lakers. And and the the hot girl from Hooters that they were I'm like I don't want any I don't just yeah. shut up I get you there stereotypical dude guy like it's a it's yeah. a barber shop that's what you know yeah but also men just should dumping their cigarette ashes on my lap men should just be more silent in general I think that's a good rule it's one of my biggest problems with this generation that's a problem for every generation yeah always but like, I'm in this generation so it's true. my problem that's now. true but I agree it is and it should be people people in general talk too much people don't know when to shut up I love that we're making a podcast and putting it out to other people to listen to people you need to shut up yeah, more so you, we can you talk. listening to this stop talking that's funny uh, so yeah that's a little backstory on how we're feeling and why we're enjoying this beer right now well, give me a highlight uh, a of, highlight of the past few days what's the best part of your past I don't know, four days. So besides cooking my first pork shoulder, which was quite a bit of fun, I had a nice dinner with my parents last night. I haven't nice. seen them since the beginning of July. So that was a nice little catch-up sesh. Uh, they're retired and traveling, so it's nice to catch them when they're in town. Another highlight would be Friday night when me and friend of the show, John Wallum, and my wife, Shalena, went down to Oakland for the Raiders' very first preseason game. Uh, he had a booth down there, or a, a suite with his work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be telling everyone this, but he hooked it up. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's great. It was fun. Went with him. Ended up having a, a quite a nice time. Good. Yeah, the suites are pretty cool, man. They treat you like like kings. Love it. We had like servants. It was kind of strange. Yeah. Like we had people like waiting off on us, like checking, like, do you guys need more beer? Whoa. And then they would just bring like another twelve pack of beer. Right. And we were like, bring a pizza. Right. Can and they, yeah, br- can and, they and they brought a pizza. Oh, tight. Ugh. That's great. A cobbler showed up. Nice. In a cast iron skillet? He fixed your shoes? Oh, oh I wish. Different kind. Yeah. Different hab- a mobile haberdashery showed up and dude. tailored me a suit? I would love. Do haberdasheries? I thought that was just hats. I thought haberdashery was, uh, was men. Like, wear. Yeah, gentlemen wear. Is it? It could be. I don't no. Know. I think it's hats. I think it is hats. But I don't know. Because I've never been to one. I thought that they used that in the Kingsman, and that's where I picked it up. Cause no. No, definitely they did not. I can say that really, really confidently. Okay, I don't love those movies or anything, but I would. Yeah. I've never heard anybody in a movie say haberdashery. Is it just a hat thing? I think it's a hat. So thing. like a mo- okay. Well, it's I a was tailor in in Kingsman. They go to the tailors. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Be sweet to have a mobile tailor. I'm sure that's a thing. Oh yeah, people that are super rich, like the Rock. Right, right, right. The Rock can them. like have a, a tailor. Yeah. God. Yeah. I think if I ever got super rich, that'd be like the one thing I do is just wear nothing but tailored clothes. Because yeah. I'm short. So there's like a lot of apps coming out these days. Really? Where where basically it's like you set up your phone and you take a short video or a series of pictures and it measures you. It takes like a – I can't remember which one I'm thinking of specifically, but it's like 140 measurements. Jeez. More precise. And a machine makes your – How does it, is going how so does it scale it? Does you, do you have to hold like a ruler? Do you like – 
Oh, that's a good question. Do you stick like a measuring device on your leg or something and then take pictures of your lower body? Maybe I've been lied to. Maybe it was lying to me. There'd have to be a way to scale that. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think, yeah, you're right. You can't just take a picture and then like, no. Can you not? No. You, no, you need yeah. something for scale. You do. Right? You do. But it wouldn't be that difficult for those apps to send you out like an adhesive ruler or something. You know what I mean? Right. I've seen it in movies. Uh, there was a movie with Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington called The Bone Collector. Oh, yeah. And at one point, Angelina Jolie finds some bones in like a... Um, she collected the shit. No. <laughs> she took pictures of them, <laughs> but she put down a dollar bill, something that was of a universal size. Mm -hmm. So I wonder... Uh, and then took pictures just so they could have a scale because they always put those little like L-shaped uh, rulers yes. for like evidence. Yes. Like they put it there so you can know... I would be curious how they do that. The The trouble of universalizing scales and measurements has been such a problem in humanity's history. Yeah. You know, like the original foot, the, the length of measurement, the yeah. foot. It was a guy's foot. It was a dude's foot, but it was a rich dude. Like it was something because like rich people make the decisions. Yeah. Um, so he was like, this is my foot. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, all right, well, it's about a foot. But then as as um, technology advanced, it was like we tried to build things. But it was like, all right, how many feet is it? I don't know, like seven. Yeah. And like for some people it was huge and other people it was not yeah. huge. That's like there was uh, there's so many different units of measurement throughout history that yeah. have been inconsistent. That's another thing about rich people back in the day. Not what you just said. I was just going to veer off for just a second. But they were like, like, I can't think. Oh, man, I wish I could think of what this was. There was like a trend, and I think I heard about it on Stuff You Should Know, and uh, like, oh, I can't remember what it was. Mm. It was like a fashion statement, except it wasn't. It was just used by this princess because she had like a deformity. Mm. She had to wear something that didn't wouldn't fit everybody, and it's so counterintuitive, but then it made its way down, uh, trickle down fashion. Are you talking about the wigs? The white wigs? No. The big I'm ones? I'm talking about the wigs. But you know how those started, right? I sure don't. Those were all because of syphilis. Awesome. Yeah, Syphilis all make these. You lose your hair? Yeah, cool. it makes you lose your hair, and it makes your face look all weird. And they were—that's why they'd powder up, man. Is that right? Yeah, and it became a fashion, like a fashion thing, and it trickled down to the the more poverty-ridden, you know, classes because they wanted to look like these rich people. But yeah. the rich people were only wearing wigs because their hair fell out because they were just boning everything. That's insane. Yeah, rich man, rich people are crazy. Yeah. So when I'm rich, I'm buying a tailor. Well, not buying him because he's a person. A tailor, right. Uh, I'm going to employ a tailor. Sure. That'd be so dope. Yeah, that's or, great. Or man. your app, if right. it's a real just thing. get them both. Yeah. Yeah, so, get a tailor to take the photos with the app. Be like, you don't need to do your job. Just do this. It can yeah. do it better than you. Right. There was no tailor in the suite, unfortunately. There was a cobbler and unlimited hot dogs and popcorn. That is your heaven. I was in heaven. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse. I know. It was quite nice. So. I, I fantasized. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to the movie, I guess. I'm going to make a note to talk about it. But I like how I, I talked about hot dogs and you just want to tell me that you had a fantasy. Yeah. I want to know. It was how actually those the, are the popcorn is the fantasy, but. Okay. You know, same idea. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Make a footnote of popcorn. Yep. What's uh, what's the highlight from you in the last I'm few days? I'm good, dude. Nothing? I'm good. Nothing. I had so many good memories. It would take too much time. Yeah. It would take an hour and a half. Uh. I had a lot of fun. All right. A good couple days. Excellent. I'm glad you got some time off. Yeah. You got to do that. Take just. Yeah. Even my time on was a lot of fun. Good. Played like six or seven gigs this week. That's a perk to your career. It is. It's not. Yes. It's, it's work, but it's never like work, work. Yes. And I appreciate you coming back and taking one night and recording a podcast. Yeah, and dude. Turning around right and leaving. Around. We didn't say at the beginning, by the way. My name is Max. Did we? I don't know. We I, usually do that, and we I, didn't. I, 
That's a weird thing for you to remember right now. Well, I think we're about to go to break. I just wanted to establish that because like you were like your career and then somebody might be like, who are these people? <laughs> like usually at least we're like, I'm Max, I'm Johnny. Yeah. Which so, makes the ending of our show even funnier, I think. Because now people might like if we hadn't said this right now, get to the end. Like this guy's name's Juan Pablo. Like what? Yeah, you're, you're spoiling an inside joke. They'll get it or they won't. <sighs> That's Max Benardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Yeah. Uh, that's been our first segment. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and we are going to dive deep into Black Klansman. But not too deep. No a Spike Lee joint. I'm not get, Yeah, we're just going to call it a joint the whole time? No, but that's what he says. So every, yeah, he's been like trying to make that stick, like a Spike Lee joint. Yeah. I never even knew that was something you could call a movie. That's what Spike Lee calls movies. I guess so. We'll talk about it in a minute. Spike Lee does what he wants. Hey, guys. Go drink at Secret Trail every Monday because they release their Explorers series where they put out a beer they've never done before, they might never do again. This week's is a Raspberry Berliner Weiss. So if you're listening to this on August 20th, go there tonight or anytime they're open today and you can try their Raspberry Berliner Weiss. That's right. That is Secret Trail. They're located at 132 Meyer Street. Mondays are open from 3 to 9. You should really check out this Explorer series. It's a lot of fun. Raspberry Berliner Weiss, who doesn't want that? That sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Go check them out. They're wonderful. What's their social media? At Secret Trail Bruco. What's their motto? Live and drink off the beaten path. Secret Trail Brewing Co. Check them out. God bless white America. That's right, folks. That was the trailer from the movie Black Klansman. Here to give you some more hard data about this film is young Maxwell Minardi. Oh, you know what I should do while we're talking about this? Just put the poster on the table in front of us so we can be inspired. Yeah. Black Klansman, spelled B-L-A-C, capital K, lowercase K, capital K, Landsman. Because it's got a KKK in there, so you know it's about, like, you know what it is going in. Yep. In case you didn't figure it out. Black Klansman, a film or a joint, whatever you want to call it, by Spike Lee, tells the story of Ron Stallworth. He was an African-American police officer from Colorado, and he was the first black officer ever to be in the Colorado Springs Police Department. And he had this crazy idea on a whim, it seems, to infiltrate the local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. And there are some problems with that because he is black most of them are white. I am pretty sure all of I them I think are. it has to be all of them by definition, but you never know. Uh, this film is based on a memoir written by... This is a true story, near as anybody can tell. Ridiculous. Uh, based on the memoir by Ron Stallworth. He wrote this, uh, and Spike Lee was like, you know what, this needs to be a movie. And they made it that. Now it's a movie. It came out on August 10th of 2018. It runs two hours and 15... Two, sorry, two hours and 14 minutes long. It is rated R for some very intense language and some pretty um, heavy things. I think, uh, yeah, including some very descriptive like discussions of lynching and. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, stars John David Washington as Ron Stallworth, 
Adam Driver as his white partner in crime, Flip Zimmerman. Laura Harrier plays Patrice Dumas. She is a uh, an activist at the school. She's the leader of the what was it the the African American Students Union something like something that. like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and that's all I wanted to say. I guess we should mention Alec Baldwin's can cameo. Yeah, in the very beginning that was funny. If you follow like his SNL sketches mm-hmm. at all, it's kind of appropriate that he was in this but yeah and i want to preface all this by saying john david washington is the son of denzel yeah i didn't know if i wanted to say that at first because i feel oh, like really? it takes away from from him i didn't know that till me neither you after the movie exactly. so um yeah yeah but no he's he, he's fantastic he was very good uh i don't think there's anything else i want to say basics on this um it's a 15 million dollar budget it's made about 10 million so far actually not so far that was opening weekend yeah, this movie will be successful. It was very Ish. good. We were in a much fuller theater theater than I was anticipating. Yeah, we were in the same theater, which, by the way, before we get too far, you were there with our friend Austin. Mm-hmm. I was there with my mother. She was in town. And I saw you sit down. You did not see me. You Mm-mm. had a big thing of popcorn. This oh, yeah. That's what I wrote down the popcorn thing for. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sneak around and just sit. Like I wanted to take some of your popcorn like as somebody who like was just reaching mm-hmm. taking popcorn, just to see what you'd do. I didn't do it because uh, I couldn't pull you, it off. But. You won't even shush somebody. I would have done that to you. I would shush a friend. That's fair. <laughs> uh, anyways, what do you what do you think of this movie, man? Straight away. You oh. know, this was really um, a a kind of a scathing and just rough look at times of of racism in America. Uh, it was counterbalanced by some really lovely acting and some of the interpersonal relationships and dialogue between Adam Driver and uh, John David Washington's characters in this movie. You know, that really kind of balanced it out. There was a bit of tongue-in-cheekness to the whole absurdity. Uh, and if you have a, a, what whatever they would call it, like a, a section of the clue, coup? I don't even know how to say it. It's coup. Coup. The Ku Klux Klan uh, in your town, um, you almost have to have a sense of humor about it or else it would just be, you know what I mean? Just too tough to Yeah. Do. Like you kind of have to have that gallows humor about just the absurdity of it. And uh, I really liked their their interaction and their relationship and the way they bonded throughout this movie. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts. Overall, this movie was fascinating and tough to swallow at times, but necessary to swallow. Um, the vernacular in this movie of a lot of the white supremacists was just really hard to hear. Just mm-hmm. it was so. Because you know that that's how people talk in some yeah. parts of the country, and s- different sects of humanity speak that way. And it was, it was just so. It, they just those actors. They did it so. I don't want to say well, but like it was portrayed in such an accurate way to real racism that it it definitely made me feel very uncomfortable and sad. Yeah. Uh, overall, this movie was was a fascinating look at a very important piece of history and a. Really fascinating story by this this guy Ron Stallworth. I mean, I want to go back and read his memoir now because uh, I agree that this was a story that needed to get told. And uh, overall, I, I like this movie quite a bit. What do you think? Spike Lee doesn't have a reputation for being a subtle filmmaker. Mm. Um, I think this movie is extremely well done. I love the acting. I, I think this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while too. Um, but it's also one of the most biting. Right. It's. I mean, there's time. He he toes that line between very very genuinely funny moments with with moments where you're like almost your gut reactions to laugh and then it's like oh wait this doesn't actually feel that good yeah. and then to, to moments where it's like obviously very heavy for mm-hmm. the, the content um 
but yeah, I think John David Washington is very promising. Mm-hmm. He plays it up great. Like there's so much, so because this, this movie takes place in 1978-ish, and there's a lot of that kind of 70s black exploitation vibe mm-hmm. in this movie. Like like his character Ron Stallworth is uh, looks like every character from those movies, like a 1970s black exploitation Pre- character. Pretty much. Like if if you had to 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 just lump them together into like one archetype. Just like the full, super clean Afro, like awesome clothes style, like seventies uh, leather, leather like oh yeah outfits. Like he had a great fashion sense. He did not fit in Colorado Springs. Yeah, especially on the police force. Exactly. So um, I think that was awesome. I think it was so well done. Um, I I don't know, man. I I like this movie a lot. I'm still kind of dealing with the the fallout of the of the momentum of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough to be specific about without spoilers. So I'll save a lot of my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the. Well, this might be tough to talk about as well. There's, there's, there's a lot of opinions that are brought up that could have been throwaways that they, I think, deal with head on, which I'll be more specific about later. But I think that was really well handled too. Um, specifically, a lot of the dialogue between Ron Stallworth and Patrice Dumas. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their their conversation is is stuff that I've heard people talk about today, and I think is really worthwhile. Um, I I loved it, man. This is this is up there with my favorite movies of the year so far. I think I can agree with that, and it, it tackles a lot of issues that are unfortunately still all too relevant in mm-hmm. the day that we're living in. You know, it was a story that was relevant in 1978, and it's a story that is sadly all too relevant right now. And yeah. it's hopefully a perspective uh, that can be viewed and maybe seen for the first time, looking at some of these these issues through the eyes of a different person of a different color. Mm -hmm. I think things like that are important. This movie reminded me a lot in overall, not overall, but some of the the tones and the feeling I got from it, the way they kind of handled these really heavy, dark issues uh, with a little bit of humor. It reminded me of, um, sorry to bother you. Oh, interesting. The way it kind of tackled that social and political and racial poverty, all those things that that film did with kind of a grace and a balance in writing. This movie kind of towed that line a little bit, Yeah, I think. Um, and it definitely reminded me of the white voice the oh, first totally. time that um, that yes. Ron Stallworth calls the KKK. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, man, this was... Uh, we could talk about this movie for a long time. Yeah, there's a there's a great scene in here where where he's proposing this idea of infiltrating the because the plan they come up with is basically Ron Stallworth. Whoa, here we go. Ron Stallworth will be Ron Stallworth on the phone, but uh, Flip Zimmerman, Adam Driver's character, will be him in person. Mm-hmm. And they're proposing this to the chief, and the chief is like, "Well, no, you could never pass for white on on the phone, even." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "You're gonna make me spell it out." Uh, and there's this moment where he's like. No, sir. I can speak the king's the what is it? King's speech. Mm-hmm. The king's or English. Drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know what he sounds like normally, but John David Washington does uh, pronounce a lot of things. And like same with Denzel, like they have a very uh, specific way of speaking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was him doing this for the character, or if that's just how he speaks. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that, a lot of, uh, you know, could maybe pass for it. It's not that hard. Like I was thinking about it, like you. Could probably pull this off yeah I, I buy this part of it totally you could pull that off on the phone yeah i yeah. think so too and that's such a stereotype that like black people talk a certain way. right and yeah you know right. that's that's another point of this whole idea is like he's gonna 
take that stereotype and give it the middle finger. Like, right. and, I'm yeah. going to end up talking to the leader of the KKK on the phone. Right. You know? Yeah, you heard in the, in the trailer there, he gets David Duke, the who is still around, unfortunately. Yeah, he actually... Gets him on the phone. Yep. Have a whole thing. I'd love to see the photo that is taken later in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see the real... I thought they were going to show it. Right. I thought like maybe they chose the Polaroid and be like, ah, this is actually him. Yeah. And it was funny. There was a, a modern day appearance. Uh, David Duke has been in the news within yes. the last few years, and they actually play a clip of that at the end of this movie. And we'll get into that yes. in the danger zone. But it was really fascinating and sad. Yeah. I also want to say that it's important to note that Jordan Peele, uh, the writer and director of Get Out, was a producer on this film. And I think there's a lot of similarities there as far as social commentary goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God, Jordan Peele is just killing the game, isn't he? He's killing the game. I cannot wait to see what he does next. Just amazing, amazing films that he's been involved with. Yeah. I also think it was really neat in this movie that they talked as and even visualized sometimes Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to mention stuff you should know again. They did a great podcast episode about Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like it's easy. I think when I was taught about them in school, they were um, this vigilante group that would kill cops mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. There's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it was awesome that they were in this. And I think it'd be if you want to learn something about 70s culture that is probably not the same thing you were taught, you should uh, go check out that episode of Stuff You Should Know. It's yeah. Fun. And there was also a documentary. I don't remember. I watched it. I saw this today on Netflix. Yeah. It was a, it. it was about the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the most fascinating documentaries. And no one ever talks about the shelters that they right, started. Like the community aspect. And they were like... feeding thousands of kids before they went to school in like inner cities that their mm-hmm. parents couldn't afford yep. to feed them breakfast and they were, I mean, they were obviously fairly radical, but they also did a ton of work for the betterment of yeah, their community. Right. So it's it's interesting, man. There's always three sides to everything. There's. Did you say three sides? Yep. Love it. There's Go. one person's side. There's the other person's side, and then there's the truth. Mm, interesting. There's always three sides. Three sides to everything. Man. Yeah. Three sides to anything. No, argument. see, I, f- I love what you're saying here. I think it does apply very well, but also like people use that philosophy when they talk about the earth, like. The earth is flat. There's two more sides to that story. One of them is that it's round. And the third story is that. Is that me? Oh, did Sorry, you? that hasn't happened in a while, everybody. Rookie, Sorry rookie, 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 I rookie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, philosophically or, I mean, when you're dealing with science and hard facts, I mean, but in general, like sure. if it's my opinion versus your opinion, there's going to be a gray area between those two opinions in which lies some truth. Totally. So, I mean, it's definitely not a blanket statement for all things right. in the world, but it is applicable in this situation. Yeah, but yes, agreed. overall, this movie was um, enlightening, fascinating, thought-provoking, uh, saddening. I mean, it really—it's one of these movies that will make you laugh. Like you know, it's a—it's a cliche, but you'll laugh, you'll cry, right. you—you'll feel so many things. And I've been around unsavory people since I was young, just growing up where I grew up. I thought you were gonna be like, my parents are no, so unsavory. No, 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 but. Um, I mentioned the vernacular in this movie just being disturbing, and um, you know there was I there was racial slurs in this movie that I'd never even heard. Dude, up 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 the hisow. Yeah, so that was that was a little disturbing, and it's like I yeah, I was sitting there with my mom too, and, and at one like there was there's uh, several scenes, a lot of them involved the KKK, where there's just like just slur after slur rattled off, and I at one point I leaned over my mom was like, "Is this too much for you, language wise?" And she was like, "No, like it seems this is probably this is what they is a depiction of probably how they spoke." Yeah, and still speak, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to unpack like some of the uh, 
we were in the same theater. Mm-hmm. There were moments where people in the audience made the same noise with their two hands. Mm-hmm. Clapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yep. And I love those moments. Like, I would love to talk about those. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to say, let's see, just looking at my notes here. Um, this is, so I, I liked that this movie kept me on my toes a little bit. This is like, without giving anything away, it was like the quickest turn I've ever think, I think I've ever had in a movie from like really laughing to really almost crying. Yeah. It is so well done. Yeah. Just like, and that, there's that final shot um, where we have two people not moving, but there's a, the scene is moving like past them, like they're going, they're mm-hmm. taking something head on. Mm-hmm. Love that shot too. Yeah. It was great. A lot of great moments here. Yeah, it was. It was an amazingly well done film. Ooh, and shout out to Adam Driver's monologue. There's a there's a scene where they finally get their their KKK card with with Ron Stallworth's name, mm-hmm. and there's a big conversation about identity and how um, it's not as obvious clearly to the KKK that because Adam Driver's character Flip Zimmerman is Jewish, mm-hmm. which also is not good by the KKK. Yeah, which is very strange. Mm-mm. No, I mean it, overall, like it's strange to me that people that are racist also hate a different kind of white people too. Yeah, but it's they're a different race. Like they're historically not the same. It's like, it's like why Germans hate but, Jewish people. Yeah, they're, but I'm just talking different. about different. They're just a different variety of white. Yeah, but at this point you're that's like you're trying to put logic around it. Yeah. Which doesn't make much sense. They're just different. They're different. So. Yeah, it just it's never made sense. I mean, none of it makes sense, but it, it that especially like it's just never made sense to me. And I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but man. it's just it, the whole thing's just so disturbing. Yeah. In any case, they're having that talk about about their identities, and yeah. and, and um, Adam Driver's character says something along the lines of, "He's never really had to confront it. He's always been Jewish, but it's like kind of a thing. He's yeah. just always, you know, he's not like it's not been confronted every single day by looking at him." And um, it was just a great, it was a great moment in the movie. I think he did a really good job. Adam Driver. I'm so glad to see him uh, not as Kylo Ren for yeah. the first time in a few years. He's yeah. great. I he like was great in Logan Lucky. I don't want to no, overlook he's that. Great movie. in that. Um, he's also great in uh, Inside Lewin Davis, which is a Coen Brothers film mm. with Oscar Isaac. Okay. He's great in that. Nice. He's a good actor. He was very powerful, especially in yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, just, you know, someone being confronted with racism that had never dealt with it their whole life. Right. Because there's a whole, sorry, realizing that his heritage, you know, he comes from a people that had been as marginalized, if not more so, mm-hmm. than than black people, um, was was just fascinating. And seeing him come to those realizations and the weight of it, and you could kind of see his morale degrading mm-hmm. as this movie went on and it became more real and he became more accepted in the, the Ku Klux Klan. That, right. oof, it was just powerful stuff, man. That yeah. monologue was great. It was one of my favorite scenes in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it was movie. great. Yep. Want to go to break? Yeah, man. I think... We've said just about all we can say without spoiling it and getting too far deep into the the ins and outs of this movie. Do you want to rate it? Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's a nine for me. Yeah. The the only thing that didn't work is some of some of the I mentioned the dialogue between Ron Stallworth and Patrice Dumas. Most of it's very good, but it's when it's when they're because they have like a romantic interest thing going on, um, and it's when some of that happens. I don't really fully buy it. Like there's a, there's a lot where he reveals some stuff, to, namely that he is an undercover police officer. And that whole exchange is a little bit awkward for me. And um, the rest of it, though, is, is very good. I have yeah. some other minor qualms that's keeping it from being a 10, but it doesn't matter because the yeah. numbers are so arbitrary. Totally. It's a great movie. Yeah. Nine for me. It was a nine for me as well. Perfect. I've been sitting on that number for a while. I, I absolutely I dug this movie. Well, yeah. cool. We're going to, again, if you haven't seen it yet, we definitely recommend you do. If for some reason you don't care to see it, that's fine too. But we are going to spoil it in this next segment after we talk about 
our second and final beer. So please, 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 please stick around. Johnny, I had a stressful gig the other day. I was very stressed out and part of my bag broke. What I needed that day was both a bar and a handle. You could say I needed the handlebar. What is that? Well, aside from being a part of Broken Luggage, it's also a beer bar located right here in Chico, California, with an awesome happy hour every day from 2 to 6. That's right. 2 to 6, you get a dollar off all their draft beers, and they have amazing food. They're a great local business. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street. That's the handlebar. Please go check them out. An unfiltered, unfettered, unprecedented brown ale aged in handmade wooden brewing vessels. The caramel and vanilla complexity unique to this beer comes from the exotic Paraguayan Palo Santo wood from which these tanks were crafted. Palo Santo means holy tree, and its wood has been used in South American winemaking communities. I am talking about Palo Santo Marone. It's a dogfish head brown ale. It's aged in wood barrels, like I just said. It's a 12% beer, and Johnny's just poured it into two tulip glasses, and uh, we're going to talk about it now. Johnny, yes. you first, please. What do you think about this midnight black, delicious nectar of some gods mm. or not, or demons? It smells I don't strong. Sure. It smells powerful. It smells delicious. Dogfish Head is in Delaware. They are one of the oldest craft breweries that exist, if you consider craft brewery to mean what it should mean. Them in Sierra Nevada, just holding down the coasts. All right. Dogfish Head has done things you may have heard. Like 90-minute IPA, 60-minute IPA, the rare, sought-after, yet weirdly gross 120-minute IPA. Uh, so, <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. They're very experimental, I think. They do a lot of stuff outside of the box. They do one of yours and mine, uh, one of our favorite light... Sequench. Sequench. Love me a that good sequence. so good. Sequench ale is a goza. Yeah. It's made with, I believe, sea salt, yeah. lime. And, and that nuts. one, didn't that one have cucumber in it? No. But that one was so good. I remember we did that on the show, and dear God, it was delicious. Yeah, I was just looking actually around on their on Dogfish's website and trying to find where I could find this beer. Uh, and as far as they know, you can't find this beer in California. But uh-oh, here we have it. Well, that's strange. So again, we should probably say where you can find this beer if you want to. Yeah, we got the spirit in New Earth Market. New Earth's killing it right now. Yeah. Huh. This is in the $8 ballpark, probably. Johnny's yeah. just going off memory and feel. Yeah, right around in there. So go get it. Well, maybe. We'll see how it tastes. It's probably fine. If not, fine to mm. fine to very good is my. I don't think this is going to be great. I just can't handle greatness right now. I just need a good beer. That's what I need in my life. So I'm just going to say it like that. First sip, little metallic. Hmm. That went away after the second sip. Uh, this beer is a little on the hot side. Probably the highest ABV I've ever had in a brown ale. Never had a 12% brown ale. Nope. I think there's a couple that are barrel aged. I want to say maybe Avery does a barrel-aged brown ale. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever had a brown ale that was 12%. This beer really reminds me of a nice bubbly um, Tootsie Roll pop. Like, yeah. You know, I get a lot of uh, Tootsie Roll. That little, that, that caramely, chewy, vanilla, just like the center of a Tootsie Roll pop, man. Or yeah, a Tootsie Roll, just, which is like just a Tootsie, tootsie roll, roll straight up. Yeah, yeah, with Tootsie without the pop. That's That's something. Um, it's definitely hot. Though. It's very hot, man. It's very hot and very carbonated, which makes it even worse. You know, when you eat like a spicy type of food and then you drink like a bubbly beer, and it's like it <gasps> accentuates the spice. Yeah, that's what's happening here. The heat is just just heat. We up. should make up a word for that. We'll call it expiciate. I'm gonna yeah make a make a note. Expiciate. We're right to to yeah. the Britannica people. Yeah. Also, Britannica people. What kind of fruit is it? It's a freaking Guava? berry. Papaya? Let's go. 
Guava. Guava. Gun to your head. Guavas or berries. Guavas or berries. So, this beer is unique for sure. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it's good. I think it's twice in one episode. Really, guy? Get it together. I think it's fine. You just said you wanted an okay beer. Yeah. So, I'm happy with it, you know? It's it's a lot, though. I'm going to let... I'm not going to drink any more of mine until it, it completely airs out a little bit, and maybe I can lose some of that carbonation, get to more of the flavored side of things it's just a teensy tiny bit soy saucy which mm-hmm. uh, at this ratio of soy i don't mind mm-hmm. it is definitely definitely hot though it's i'm gonna say it it's too hot i'm gonna say that objectively for us you might disagree if you're listening but i think for for you and i both johnny it's probably too hot that's yeah. my guess yeah um it's a really beautiful label. That's something. It's a nice matte finished. It's got some reds and some oranges and some whites. It's a very pretty bottle. This is also a smaller bottle. It's their normal, their normal like eleven something, or is it twelve? I think it's uh, it's twelve. Twelve ounces. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, dude. Like, I think this one might need to like sit around in that bottle for a year. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Before we opened it, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we bought it to drink right now because yeah. it's on the shelf. That's We're true. just rolling that dice, baby, hoping for a twenty. I think this one rolled a two. Yeah, that's a Dungeons and Dragons reference. Is it? Because I people. thought you were combining our tens to make a twenty. No, no, 20 no, no. Because no. you roll in dungeons with a twenty-sided dice. Twenty-sided dice. Correct. How how is that a thing? It's a thing, man. You've never seen a. a that's basically just a ball. How big is the die? Like that. You can as twenty. You can land. That's wild to me. You've never seen a. Just pull up a twenty-sided dice. All right, I do will. it right now. I'm doing something oh, at God. the moment. And I, texting I'm texting and driving. No, I'm not texting. I'm actually looking up uh, tasting notes for brown ales. So I'm trying to pick out something that I'm tasting, and I don't know what it is. Is it molasses? No, it's not. It's not a word that's coming. Like it's not in my normal um, vernacular lexicon. Lexicon that works too. Your th- your syllab. No syllabus. No thesaurus. No. Yeah, thesaurus would work. Diction. Yeah, sure. All very good syllables. Syllables. Syllables that you would have found in a in a thesaurus. 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 It's not toffee either, but that's closer. Toffee caramel. Do you get any of like the? Uh, um, maybe more of like a like a barley wine sort of not barley wine taste, but like those flavors, like more of the the Definitely. dates and raisins and that and the caramely. Yeah, like I don't get a ton of it, but I do get some. Um, but this isn't as complex as I was thinking it might be for something this strong. No, I think if you're gonna throw a brown ale at me and it's gonna be strong, you're gonna need something to keep my interest. I think this beer's just okay. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I think so that's as best as I can do. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a Wait, limb. I'm not ready yet. And rate it. I'm not ready. Nope. You better drink it some more. It's uh, hmm. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know about this one. Yeah. It's wonky. I am ready now. I am going to give this beer a five. I knew it because it is not good, but it is also not entirely bad. Is it more good or more bad? Based on your answer can't pick one of those it's right right down the yeah line. it's it's very toe in the line i do right? get more of that that kind of fig fig date kind of flavor as it's as it's out hmm i don't know man it's I, super hot and it's super bubbly it's got a lot of characteristics of not a brown ale it's, it's got sharp edges yeah like the flavors are just biting and a little bit just too intense where's it sitting in on your palate like on your tongue Where right you? in the front to the middle Really? Because mine's the back. Mine's right completely here. back. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, mine's like back of the throat, like the very back of my tongue. Like I had to show you the front of my tongue. Like yeah, you just couldn't. In case have, I don't know what the yeah, front of the tongue is. You, you couldn't have imagined look, look, that. Look. No, right here. Look. Yeah. 
So, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, give it a try. If you're like a brown ale fanatic and you really need to try this one. I don't know, man. I, I would, would buy this and sit on it. Yeah. I, so do we have a bottling date on this particular? Uh, I didn't look. Yeah. Take a look there. I think this is this is less appealing to brown ale fans and maybe more appealing to like like old ales. Like old ales old or ales. maybe like a porter fan. Maybe. but It's it definitely not stout territory. Is it fair to generalize that porters are typically a little bit sweeter than brown ales? Or is that maybe not, not necessarily? No. I mean, they can be because usually porters have a lot of coffee notes mm. and whatnot. Right. Brown ales are often nutty and smooth. Uh, yeah, this one's just got too many rough edges for me, man. Like these flavors taste pointy, if yeah. that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a little abrasive, uh, but it's not entirely awful. Like yeah. if it was a just like three notches mellower, this would have scored a lot higher. Yeah, I'm I'm cons- not concerned. I think more confused about why they went with a such high ABV, or yeah. just for the sake of doing it. Like maybe so when people drink it, they could be like, "We've never had a brown ale this strong." Um, but I don't know if that's a good enough reason. But people seem to like it. It's been available year round since 2007. <laughs> so some people take it, I guess. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, it's a four. Okay, for me, it's just on the on the the hind side of hind side the hind. The hind end of, the hind quarters. of my middle of the road. You had mentioned that four is when you really start disliking mm-hmm. beer. Four is when I get into the dislike territory. Yeah. So yeah. this is definitely a disliked beer for you. It's almost, I almost like it. I'd prefer to phrase it that way. Six is I almost hate it. I almost dislike it, I guess. Well, there's a big gap. There's that cavern right. you were describing between That's the six five. and four. That's the five zone. Yeah, but so four, you hate it. You I don't hate it. I just don't like it. At all. Okay. But you more dislike than like. Yes. But I clearly like it a lot more than one. Obviously. One. Have we ever given a beer a one? Yeah. Angel City IPA. Oh, yeah. That's the only Shout one. out to you guys. Actually, you gave another one at one point. I don't know what it was. Oh, but did you, I? You did do one. Oh, I'm going to have to get back <clears throat> to that. Just start hating. Yeah. You know, I was on Letterboxd reading this dude's reviews of movies, and he, I got, I was getting angry. He was like one of those people that just want to, 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 to shit on like good things because everybody likes them. He's like, oh, I'm really? not going to. Yeah. So he was just a troll. Y- yeah, I guess. But I think he meant it. Or I guess really? that's what a good troll does. Does he just have terrible taste in movies? Maybe. That's sad. He did hate Justice League, so I was like, all right. Good, okay. Good point. So he's not completely wrong. No, but he also hated, like, like name any movie we've just done recently. He didn't like it. Ghost Story. Uh, I didn't actually see his review. Recently, we bought Hereditary. Hated Sorry to Bother You. Hated Hereditary. Dude, what? Yeah, it was uh, not good, man. All right. Stupid swag idiot. We should invite him to like the podcast. To like the podcast? Yeah. I'm sure. A, I want to get him involved in our Instagram. I'll find a, I'll find his info. You should. Send us send him my address. Let's jump back to uh let's jump back to Black Pansman. So yeah, that put this bed to beer. Put this bed to beer, dude. Put this bed yeah. to beer, dog. That was Dogfish Heads, Palo Santo Maron. Wood aged brown ale. Yep. Yep. Five for me, four for Max. Try it if you want. Yeah, we're not saying you should. We're not saying you shouldn't. You're literally not saying either one. You're you're right in the middle. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying more. Don't try it. You're That's a just you're a though. soft pass. Mm-hmm. I'm a you're hard. Neither one. I'm a hard maybe. Yeah. I'm hard, maybe. Boo. Yep, that's it for the beer, folks. Now let's get into the Black Klansman. Spoilers ahead, foul language galore, beware. Yeah. Not as foul as in the movie, though. I didn't know. That's true. <laughs> I didn't mention that at the beginning. I've been liking what I've been saying. We're generally like a kid-friendly podcast until the end. I think that's a nice way to phrase it. That's a way that I feel wow. good about it. Depending on your kids, man. Right, exactly. And we've said that before, too. But like kids are just super sensitive little bitches. I go. mean. Yeah. 
Uh, no, but I feel like generally we're, we're pretty safe until the danger zone. Uh, and P- I like to say that. It jumps from PG-13 to like NC-17 pretty slash quickly. X. Yeah. This is like <laughs> to X, yes. To X. It's got to be hard to get an X rating on something that has no visual content. Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to go into some graphic description. Yeah, I wonder if like audiobooks have ratings. I assume they do. Right? Right? I don't think I've ever seen an audiobook rated. I don't, I don't. I don't pay attention because, like, if I want to listen to something, I'm not really concerned with censorship. But right. that's a good question. I don't know. It might. They might have them, like recommendations for like what age groups or audiences. I don't know. I'm sure they do. This movie is definitely for mature audiences, though. Yep. Uh, this movie. Yeah, I said it before, but yeah, tons of really, really, really rough, raw language and mm-hmm. and racial slurs. So yes, be prepared for that it's, if you go see this movie. Intense. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk? I I want to spend a little bit of time on the final moments of the movie, but yeah, is we don't there need anything to do that right away? Yeah, is there anything leading up to it that we couldn't say that was kind of spoilery? Um, uh, yeah, well, just probably. plot wise, I mean, event eventually Adam Driver gets asked Adam Driver slash what's his name Ron Flip. No, yeah, Ron, oh, Ron, uh, Ron, Ron and Flip. Yeah, right. you know the combined person that is Ron, quote unquote, uh, actually get asked to lead the local chapter Isn't of the great? KKK. Like this, this black guy on the phone has convinced David Duke, the Grand Wizard, which is all. Are you kidding me? You're gonna call yourself a Grand Wizard, you idiot. Yeah, Can, who, you, you sound so stupid. Yeah, who picked Wizard? I do enjoy. Like, I'm sure there are. Uh, I won't say smart, but like, like the. I love that he portrayed the KKK as like just basically ineffective idiots. Mm-hmm. Just made me happy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like don't give them any credit. Just just stupid yeah. idiots. Well, I mean, you can't hold those kinds of beliefs and be massively open minded and intelligent. Well, that's true. So yeah. I think a lot in a lot of ways that's kind of a fair representation. They kind of paint themselves into their own corner. Yeah, man. That well. was yeah. But yeah, I thought that was yeah. fascinating and I would love to read the memoir and see if that was true. But it's gotta be. That they were actually asked to be the leaders of the KKK right. little chapter thing. I really love the scene where um, uh, Ron, played by Adam Driver this time, is being initiated into the KKK while that speech is being given about the, the boy that was lynched. Yeah. like the, So he's talking about how um, he was hiding up in an attic. Kid was dragged through the streets after his quote-unquote trial. Set the stage a little bit for this. Sure. This is, this <clears throat> is at... Uh, Patrice was that her name? Yeah, was it her place? Was it her place? Sure. And she invited uh, like an older. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember either. But an older black man that had been witness to a lynching, and he was basically presenting his story of this lynching to a group of the college students. Yes, and there, that's like the parallel to the the initiation to the KKK that Adam Driver is going through, right. and they're happening, and they're going back and forth, and that's kind of the scene. Yeah. So he's um, okay. Yes. It's exactly that. So he's detailing this very vivid thing, how he was powerless to do to do anything to stop, basically, this evil from happening. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back and forth between actual Ron Stallworth, uh, John David Washington's character, um, up in, like, effectively an attic, looking down on this KKK initiation. Yeah. Feasib- feasibly, uh, probably feeling like the same, like, helplessness, kind of, even though he knows they're getting into it, but there's all these people... People that we haven't seen, there's a lot of people showed up for this, like a lot of white supremacists 
just heavy and intense. And like you have the photos of, and they're watching that movie. That's the other connection, like Birth of a Nation. Was it mm-hmm. Birth of a Nation? Because I, I know so. that's a movie that is now. Yeah, I think it was that. But I thought it was ironically calling it. There was a movie that they show, like they're all, all the KKK dudes are like watching it and cheering. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the trial that this fellow is describing to all of them. It's like, it was not a trial. He was just lynched. And uh, they're watching it and he's describing it, the actual events. And they're like watching the dramatization of it. Also, we should talk about the Gone with the Wind intro. I want to mention real quick, though, that lynching that that, that older man was describing uh, was a true story. Yeah. I looked it up yeah. after the movie. Like, that all actually happened. Totally. And there's pictures online of it. And yeah. it took several hours before they tortured him and killed him. Yeah, it's completely fucked. Yeah. it's It was devastating to read that. I, I read that. Uh, right after this movie like premiered, someone actually—I think I found it on Reddit. This is actually that was actually a true thing. That that wasn't Nate Turner, was it? I don't. It was Jesse something. Okay, was the the young man's name that yeah. was killed? Yeah, brutally, brutally mm-hmm. murdered. Like chopped off his fingers, castrated him in the street. Crazy. Raised him up and down over a fire until he was basically charred to death. That's crazy that you can do that to somebody. And the fact that like they let all the kids out of school so they could watch. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the literally the most horrific thing mm-hmm. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then for that that young man that was telling the story, or I don't know if that was like an actual person that witnessed it, but just you know that there was people that were friends with that kid that was right. getting murdered. Right watching was just horrendous yeah so this this all happens and i thought that scene was brilliantly shot and very emotional and then you have all the payoffs which i was thinking we weren't going to get yeah you have uh uh felix played by this this i think he's finnish but i could be wrong uh jasper i'm gonna say pakonen i'm Pakunin. sure that's not right pakonen yeah maybe pakonen um he's like the crazy the crazy militant Nazi dude. Yeah, he really reminded me of uh, that character from Tombstone. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah he reminded me of something, too. What's yes. his name in Tombstone? You're not thinking of a good guy, right? No, the bad guy. Yeah. Um, Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's the one that's like always, like the most, he's the most everything. Really pro-violence. Most hates black people and Jews and like everything. Yeah. He's the most whitest supremacistist. Right. So their whole plan, if you haven't seen the movie and aren't gonna, is that they're gonna place some bombs they have some c4 charges from this dude that was in prison but was like also in the military they're going to blow up the meeting where where um patrice dumas is having the get together basically and he's using flip felix is using his his stupid wife she's just an idiot too but she's also very dangerous because she's capable of this bomb placing thing anyway she tries to put the bomb in the house but it goes on the car instead he pulls up next to the car tries to uh what's that word Detonate. detonate it blows himself up people cheered in our theater during that yeah also by the way knowing that jordan peele was part of this and knowing that the original ending for get out was daniel kaluuya's character getting arrested and rose going free when the cop shows up i was like all right he didn't do it that time for sure when the cops show up and see uh see ron stallworth uh pinning this white woman down and mm-hmm. she's like he's trying to rape me yeah, she like just throws sh- that out. For sure he's going to get arrested. Yeah. I wish I wouldn't have known that he wasn't murdered because I would have thought he's going to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And that just would have added to the tension. He does not get murdered. Uh, Flip shows up and is like, you stupid idiots. He's a cop. Yeah. Get off of him. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheered for that too, I think. And there was um, there there was another point where people kind of clapped a little. It was at the... Yeah, I know. There, there was... Um, I didn't think anybody was... I thought it was going to be too awkward. You should say what it is. Well, no. I, I don't even know if we're talking about the same thing. Oh. 
there was this moment where um, David Duke is talking with uh, Ron on, on the, the phone. phone and <laughs> what did I think it was literally he said, um, well, we're going to uh, we're going to make America so no. make America great again. No, he didn't. He was so close. So like they were talking about obviously making people white, mm -hmm. like getting rid of black people. And he was like, we just, and it was so forced. Like the second he started the sentence, you were like, I know where this is going, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but he's like, we just need to get America back to its greatness again. Yeah. Like it was, it was just off. Like it wasn't exactly. Yeah. But this is the first movie that I've seen that is like really took a head on, on, like full on on the Trump thing. Like, mm -hmm. which is why I think this is going to be polarizing. I think some people are so. Um, adverse to like hearing anything about it, like it's just like a, like pull back immediately. Mm -hmm. Like this can be a movie, basically just saying that people that hate other people because of their race is bad. Mm -hmm. But then the second you're like, Trump endorses this, people are like, no, this movie is it's it's a it's a propaganda piece. Yeah, which it is, I guess technically it's it's an agenda movie, but the agenda is to not be a racist asshole. Yeah. So let's have more agenda movies. Is it an agenda movie when the agenda that they're portraying is truth and not being shitty to other people well that's just our perspective there's three sides to every story that's right there's our opinion there's racist opinion and there's this movie which is truth yeah. so yeah people are gonna be mad about it but fuck them <laughs> like, seriously like i don't know man uh so anyways this is all happening he blows up then we have our stupid racist cop mm -hmm. get hoodwinked and arrested oh, yeah. at which was so good too. Dude, we got to talk about what this hoodwink this cop did to to Patrice Dumas. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. So it, this this whole movie was kind of it was set into motion when when Ron Stallworth gets assigned to this undercover gig to basically go and observe this radical black kind of militant type speaker who the college had brought in. To, to speak. To, to Ray something. I'll look up his name. Yes. Uh, and so they wire him up, and he goes, and Ron Stallworth goes in to observe, and that's where he meets Patrice Dumas, and they kind of hit it off immediately, but he observes this guy speaking and kind of gets inspired a little bit, you can tell. Which, by the way, like, has he never, like, did he just wake up out of a closet and just, like, come out in the world? Like, he's never, like, it's like these ideas are being presented to him for the first time. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, but it was a little weird. Yeah, it was, uh, the guy was portrayed by Corey Hawkins, which guy? The 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 speaker oh, was that I right could there? not rename, could not name. Yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. But anyways, that's where he meets Patrice Dumas, and it. You kind of fast forward later in the movie, she was arrested, not arrested, but pulled over and kind of detained by some police officers while he she was. Going back to the hotel She was taking room. Kwame Toure, which is his name. Kwame Toure, yeah. To the airport. To the airport or his hotel. It was sometime after that speaking engagement. And she was kind of molested, you know. Yeah, it's Pretty sure. much just, I don't know if that's the right term specifically. Yeah. But dude got handsy with her yeah. and just really just icky, icky, gross, gross. And that was that was the cop that we're talking about. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, that cop, because that cop was a total asshole. Right. To Ron Stallworth. Oh yeah, Toad. I had never heard. Uh, yeah, is that a black person? Is I that think a slur it was, yeah. or is it just like a criminal? Like a I low think light? it was because Ron got offended by it. Totally. Um, yeah, and there was a few I hadn't ever heard before, and I don't think we need to dwell on them. Totally. I'm not gonna showcase them at all. But but that was like our first confrontation. He was like kept calling. Yeah, like, Toad. You're like oh, and then you're like oh shit that they realize you realize like that's okay. That's messed up. Yeah, we've not mentioned Topher Grace by name. Yeah, Topher not Grace yet, portrayed David Duke. We should mention. I think that was a great performance. Grand Wizard of Douchery. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah, there was so many good roles in this movie. Is there any other spoilery stuff you wanted to touch on? Well, I um, guess we should talk about the ending. A little yeah, the bit. ending. I think we've... Is there anything else you want to talk about leading up to the ending? Um, well, so I just want to... Like, that was the context. That was this terrible cop. And then they finally busted him yeah. at a diner. The which comeuppance. Everybody... It was so nice to see. I, I mentioned earlier that there was dialogue between, between Ron and Patrice about... And I said it was balanced. And I think, like, she... It was a nice way to frame like a lot of people being like, no, like cops are pigs. And yeah. he, he shuts it down pretty quick. And then he tries to dissect it, which I thought was nice instead of just letting it hang. Like she's just a, she's an activist. She doesn't like cops. Cool. Instead he was like, all right. So you just think that like, all cops are bad or. Yeah. And I think that was nice because to have that dialogue because so often it's just like two, two sides. You have, it's just black and white. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pun there. Yeah. Well, no. And, and definitely she was not in a mental state. Uh, to be willing to accept the fact that maybe there wasn't totally. a not good... Yeah, because her experience you know, with cops and so many people of color is just, like, so horrible. Well, especially at that period in time. Even, yeah, well, yeah. You know, there was so much less accountability. There was no internet. There was no hashtag me too. Well, I think you that's, know? Well, that's part of it, too. But now that there is accountability, it's still like, well, there might have been a gun. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. still, they're still like... You, what you know is your experience, and if your experience... Yeah. Is is shitty cops? You're gonna be like, well, that cops are shitty. That's just what you would think. Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah. She had she had a bias, but it wasn't without cause. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was nice that they had the dialogue about just how there could be another side of the story. Not once do they offer that about the KKK people, right? Which is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I think it makes it even that much more stark that they weren't like, well, you know, the KKK has some good ideas. Right. No. Get no. out with that that was kind of alluded to at the end though so let's get there yeah <laughs> let's talk about the end of this movie because the last 10 minutes of this film went in a direction that i did not really anticipate it went mm-hmm. real real hard in the paint about current events yeah and charlottesville yeah. and uh trump and david duke speaking out endorsing trump yep which was just really disturbing so we, footage to see again yeah we should do a couple things so the final shot of the movie is somebody they get a knock on their door and they each pull out guns mm-hmm. uh, uh patrice and patrice yep they like hold their guns and you like look at them head on down the barrel of the gun, basically, and and the world moves past them out to a cross burning that is happening. They're taking on the world. And then as an audience, we're like, man, that's crazy. How heroic. This is crazy that this is back in 1978. Man, isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Then it switches to what you're saying in Charlottesville, the march last in 2017, uh, where there were torches burning and, and, and white supremacists marching in the streets. And then, yes, the last 10 minutes is like current events, real people today, saying the same shit that two minutes ago you're like that's insane mm-hmm. can't believe people used to talk like yeah that. and they had some really raw footage of the the protest that happened when that person drove the car or, yeah through dumb, yeah. and like killed that gal and that was i don't remember that was 17 ish 2017 right. somewhere in there right um yeah and just some real recent acts of hate and right just kind of a real wave of the flag that says hey Things still aren't all right. Things aren't as right. they should be. And then it, this is where it got a little bit, well, a lot more polarizing. This is when it jumped immediately to Donald Trump's response to those events. And he says something along the lines of, well, you have, you've got violence on both sides. And, and there's probably – same shit he always says. There's, there's probably some good people there. And, and you know, every, there's a little bit of blame to go around everywhere. 
And then it like cuts to David Duke talking in 2017 too, just like, we're going to cleanse America. And then there's like a hundred people there like, yeah, America, cleanse it. And it's just such a stark contrast when you have, uh, he must, I think he was president at the time. Yeah. Just like not refuting that. Yeah. Because for a while there, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I think he did come around and be like, you can't be a KKK person. Yeah. But at first he was like, oh, people have opinions. Yeah. Which is not usually his response to people whose opinions he disagrees with, at least. Yep. Anyways, it got real tragic at the end and real heavy. Yeah. And the last scene is just a the full size of the, the movie screen was just an upside down American flag. Yeah. Which, uh, if you don't know. I don't know. Uh, the upside down uh, version, if you flip the United States flag upside down, is an official signal of distress. Oh, is that right? Yep. It is not meant to be and is not officially recognized as any type of disrespect when mm. so displayed for the right reasons. So it's actually um, like part of flag code. Right. Uh, I did some research into that after this movie, and I've yeah. seen it on uh, on like soldiers. Yeah. You see like soldiers in Iraq that their patches are upside down. It's kind of a signifier of like I think a country at war, right? Um, but also, yeah, it's kind of flag code to be um, a symbol of distress. And I thought that that was very poignant. Yeah. At the end of this film, just that America is still in kind of a state of distress, uh, especially if you are a black person. Yeah, totally, man. Or, or clearly, like a, any person of color or yeah, a Jew. Or a Jew. Like just, ugh. Yeah, and I was I was sitting next to our friend Austin, who is very Jewish, and uh, just interesting. Getting is he his, very Jewish? Yeah. Like, like uh, he doesn't like practice. Too? No, but well, I, I mean, okay. I not very Jewish, but like he is of Jewish He's heritage. Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Not very, right. I guess. But it was really interesting getting his take on it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, because that's him. that's the other scene with Adam Driver. Like they're having it's right before that monologue. Um, I'm just gonna go characters at this point. And Ron Stallworth says to Flip, he's like, "Why are like are you not? Why are you not in this? Basically, why is this not important to you? Have you not heard the stuff they've been saying about Jewish people?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, of course it makes me mad." And I was like, "Well, you step up, dude. Yeah, like this is about you too." Yeah, it's nuts. Yep. Crazy, crazy stuff. And it's crazy how far we haven't come in this country. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've was hanging out with my dad and I actually got a really fascinating story from him. Uh, when he was a young man in the late 1950s, uh, my, my dad and my grandpa are both very native American Mm. and they are, they're part of a marginalized culture themselves. Um, and he was telling me, they're part of a marginalized culture that is marginalized today. And most people don't care. (laughs) Yeah. That's so messed up. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, he was telling me of his memories of being, you know, 10, 12 years old uh, in, in like central southern Oklahoma and him and his dad and his brother playing baseball with a Negro League. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, too. Yeah. Was Jackie Robinson mentioned in this movie or am I thinking of the other show? I was yeah, I th- there was because they uh, kind of in the interview correlated yeah. Ron Stallworth to the Jackie Robinson of the police force. Correct. He would be facing persecution, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, it was fascinating just to realize that, you know, one, it was badass that my dad and my grandpa were woke as F. Right. And were like, because they were saying that was some of the best times they ever had playing baseball uh, was with this Negro League. And they wouldn't let them play baseball with anyone else, these these black guys. So they started their own baseball league. And my dad and his brother, my uncle and my grandpa were like, well, we'll play baseball with you. Yeah. And made friends with all these guys, and my dad was saying he learned so much from them, and they were 
like just funny and sweet and endearing and you know um, people yeah just people yeah. they were just really great people and it made me so happy just like that's one thing that I'll always remember about my dad and my grandpa who I never got to meet yeah. it was like them playing with people that no one else would play baseball with yeah and my dad remembers when they bust black kids to his high school. Isn't that crazy? That was something they mentioned. Oh, that was Alec Baldwin's thing, like talking about it, the integration. And yeah. His, 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 I was like already caught off guard by how relatable and intense that first monologue was. Like he was a news anchor. Yeah. Like there, it, it was really well shot. Yeah. But I have to imagine also that that was like a shot at Bill Riley. Mm -hmm. A little like, did that you get that vibe? Mm -hmm. Like, especially with the, the ah, okay, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it live, like that yeah. sort of thing, mm -hmm. uh, which is funny. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, I don't think you should. Like, I, I think this is. I really appreciate this movie for not pulling those punches. I think it's a time where you can't like, you can't tolerate it. No, you know? like it's... I have intolerance for intolerance. I guess yeah. that's a bumper. Story. No, it's it's a time that it shouldn't be tolerated. Yeah, it's and it enough. Should, it should just be. It it should be a lot clearer than it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we've gone. We should be. We should have gotten past this. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yes, and it's sad that we haven't. But yeah, this is a really important movie. It's a movie that will will bring to light conversations that might not have happened as quickly. Yep. Talk to somebody about this movie. Go see it, and then talk to somebody. I yep. think that's that's worthwhile. Hundred percent. This is a great movie. It was. This has been a great episode. This has been a great episode. I enjoyed this a lot, man. Yeah. I really was looking forward to talking about this movie. Um, it was, I know both of us were kind of, not hesitant, but just like, oof. You know, we left the movie feeling yeah. very heavy. Yeah. And uh, it was good. I'm glad we unpacked it. And it yeah. was it was really fun to talk about. Yeah, I'd like to see this. Well, there's like this movie, I have a similar feeling to wanting to rewatch this as I do with Hereditary. Mm -hmm. Like I know I sh I'm going to get more from it the second time, but I'm not going to like neither of these, those two movies make you feel good. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that we just watched. I think, I don't know. can't think of it, but, yeah. but like there's a couple movies after rewatch that like are, are kind of bummers. They're like tedious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, First Reformed. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Good yeah, Last week's episode. Heavy movie. Heavy movie. I definitely know I'll get more out of it, but mm -hmm. also like. It's going to be an intense watch, but I think this one is definitely more of a worthwhile and meaningful yeah, intense my, watch. My buddy Josh told me to watch a stand-up special. We were driving to that wedding, and and it was the same kind of thing. He was like, "It's a heavy hitting thing. Like, who's? It's a gal. I don't know who it is. I can't think of her name, but she does this whole bit, and she takes the whole special to come back around. Once the point, he's the way he said it was like, once the point finally hits, it's heavy. Yeah, and like I know I'm gonna have to take a few. Like it's an hour long, but I'm gonna have to take like six hours to like fully have time to just be in it. Was it? Uh, was that Australian person? Is it? Uh, there was this really great special I watched from um, a lesbian comedian with glasses from. Do you know her name? Tars, not Tarzan. Tasmania. Tasmania. No, 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 wait. Tanzania. Yeah. No, she's from Tasmania. That sounds close. Like right? Yeah, uh, in Australia, and it was a very anti. Stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy special. It was you. You have no way of knowing her name, right? I would have to pull up my Netflix queue. I watched this like two or three weeks ago, but it was um, way more social commentary than stand-up comedy, and it was yeah, fast but, but funny. Like, was it funny throughout? It had it? funny moments, yeah. Uh -huh. But she was like, you know, it was kind of we laughed along with her while she made jokes about being marginalized. You know what I mean? That oh, kind God. of yeah, that yeah. kind of self-deprecating, but also honest. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it was really good, and I wish I could remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I just texted Josh. I'll see if he gets back yeah. to me by the time I'm done talking. Because I'm like 90% sure that's the same stand Okay, special. totally. I was mentioning to you before we started that Bo Burnham special, Make Happy, mm-hmm. from I think 2017, mm-hmm. is so good. Yes. I watched it twice in the past week. It's it's one of it's the one of the best stand up specials I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so good. If you can't remember if you've seen it, no, you, I've seen it. You have seen. Oh, it. Oh yeah, we talked about the the country song. Oh okay, yeah, cool. We've, we've cool. talked about this. Okay, I thought when I mentioned it today, you were like, no, we haven't talked about no, it. No, okay, yeah, we. I don't remember if we recorded it, but yeah, we definitely it's talked. It's so about fantastic, it. you guys. Yep. It's great. It like there's a whole bit that he gets into right towards the end about <clears throat> about how he always has believed in performing and um like he grew up in the mid nineties, so it was like. Like just, I think I can't think of how you phrase it. But something about like a, like a melting pot of culture. Like you just have to express yourself. And now we've realized nobody gives a shit about our opinions, which is fine. But like, especially younger folks today, like like twenties ish and younger, like want to perform all the time. And so that's what we do on social media. Like we perform for each other all the time for no reason. And it's just a endless loop mm-hmm. of emptiness and aloneness. It's really, really true and sad. Yeah. He's Very, got some such a good special though. He's, he's got brilliant. some poignant insight. And I just saw Eighth Grade. I think I mentioned that last week. Yep. Friggin' such a great movie. He's yep. he's doing great. He is. Bo Burnham's killing it. Yep. And if Eighth Grade is playing around here, I want to go see it really. Yeah, bad. it's yeah. 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 We should uh, talk I don't know if the pageant takes like recommendations. I'm but sure. I would love to get it's I think it's one of the most important coming of age films I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially in a modern there's no film that I can think of that deals with the modern issues of technology for young people. Okay. In a coming of age story. Yeah, like I remember we, we talked about this Fantastic. and uh yeah, I actually know the owner of the pageant. I'll have to text him. We'll do it. Deal. All right, man, we got to put this thing to bed. Yep. This Just, has been a great episode. If you want to reach out to us again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Fresh Hop Cinema, you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com or you can join us on Patreon and come to our events and talk in person. That could be fun as well. Yep. In the meantime, I'm Antonio. And I am Squizzle. Goodbye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.